This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. The Strathcona Regional District reversed its previous decision and has now approved the rezoning of a property in Kwathiaski Cove on Quadra Island. Jonathan and Elia Turkstra wish to subdivide their five-acre property into two parcels. In an electoral areas-only vote, the Turkstra's application was turned down on May 11th. This decision was changed at the May 25th SRD board meeting, when Regional Directors Jim Abram, Noba Anderson, and Gerald Wally voted first to reconsider the application and then approve the bylaw that will allow the Turkstra's to subdivide. In the May 11th meeting, when this application was turned down, Abram, who represents Quadra Island, said, I would like to support this application. I do support this application. But before final adoption, I'd like to see a report from the Minister of Environment or a professional biologist regarding the possible impacts of any to surrounding properties and the environment. Regional Director Brenda Lee from Area D spoke against the Turkstra's application. Only two people spoke at this public hearing, the proponent and his next-door neighbour who identified himself, Mr. Algar, as a professional biologist who worked in the field for numerous years. He spoke to how wetlands are disappearing and they're very valued for our survival and basically it's right next door to his property. He doesn't agree with building anything adjacent to the wetland that could affect that wetland. So I, in my opinion, we already had a biologist's opinion. And then the other thing was looking at the map for the subdivision, this is proposing to divide a piece in half, which would make that piece half the size of all the surrounding properties. And I think there's references in Quadra's OCP to having those parcels larger and consistent. And so this would be the Trojan horse busting up those larger parcels. But primarily hearing from the biologist who spoke at the hearing, I was moved to think that this is not a really good idea, putting housing into wetlands. I think maybe we need to really take a hard look at what we're doing to our environment. Cortez Island's director, Noba Anderson, called the environmental assessment a bit of a red herring. The impact will depend on what somebody does with the land. One can build a tiny little shack right up by the road, or one can pave the whole thing. I would prefer to vote this down and then get the opinion and then go to another public hearing because any new information we receive between now and final adoption of the bylaw is going to be legally challenging. When the final vote was called, only Wally supported the Turkstra's application. Abram, Anderson and Lee all voted against it and the motion failed. The matter was brought up for reconsideration on May 25th. First, Mr. Turkstra addressed the board. I watched the minutes uh, several times over from the last meeting where my application for the subdivision was overturned, but I thought it was for several faulty lines of raising and I just kind of wanted to share those. His most important point was that the impact on the environment, if any, would vary quite drastically depending on what was 
placed in there. So I think for this stage of the subdivision, you could have an environmental assessment done, and I'm not against that. But obviously where the structure is built, what proximity it has to the wetlands, all that kind of thing is going to have a very different impact on the environment than a smaller structure or something located in a different uh, area on the property itself. The OCP has already slated my property to be rezoned for this particular densification that I applied for. So it's not outside of the purview of the SRD's plan for my property to have that subdivision take place. I think that just outright shutting it down, especially at this juncture where it's only at the subdivision process, not at the construction or development process, would be a mistake. Abram replied. First of all, I'd like to say thank you, Jonathan, for your very respectful and thoughtful letter and your presentation, and thanks for coming today. And I'm pleased to say that I fully support reconsideration of the decision and will make the motion at the appropriate time of the meeting. Uh, it's actually coming up uh, shortly after adoption of minutes. So if you want to stick around online, you'll get to hear that. I'm very pleased that the applicant, being you, is willing to carry out whatever studies at the time of subdivision are necessary and adhering to the outcome of those reports. You're absolutely correct. The OCP has been changed to allow for the type of uh, division of your property that you are looking at. And, you know, that was a three-year process. Community had uh, totally agreed with it. So I thank you very much for your presentation. I'm very sorry for the undue stress that you may have been put through due to trying to please everyone. So it's a very fine line to do that. And, you know, that was the only reason for a holdup, thinking that we could do third reading and then final adoption, and that didn't happen. So now we have a motion here today that will be up on the board. You'll be able to read it. You should be able to move along. In the debate that followed, Director Anderson said, So my question has to do with new information post-public hearing, and is the information we just received or anything we're about to receive new information that would trigger another public hearing, which I'm not adverse to. I'm just wanting to know what we're about to wade into. Senior Manager Thomas Yates added that if there is new information... The board may wish to have another hearing to have that information fully available. That will be a board decision, if this passes. I have the same concerns as Director Anderson. I have no problem going back to public hearing. We have made a final decision on the bylaw after the public hearing based on what we heard. Mr. Turkstra talked about where he would place the buildings and that he would be willing to do an environmental assessment to show how this development could impact the wetlands. And I think that that should be part of the next public hearing. The comments that have been brought forward by the directors are certainly valid, but I also have the right as a director for an electoral area to make a motion to waive the public hearing. And if that's what it's going to take to get us to move on and get Mr. Turkstra to be able to proceed, I would be willing to make that motion. I do want to know why the change of mind and heart and would there be more information that could be brought to bear that would allay the concerns that we had two weeks ago when we defeated this, which seems like it would 
be new information. So just any wisdom on paths forward procedurally, I would be so grateful for. It feels very, very awkward. This information was all received at the last public hearing. The information about the wetlands and all of that, it was already received once. I see no reason to go back to public hearing, delay Mr. Turkster once again, and I would hope that my fellow directors would support that and vote to waive the public hearing and secondly, to reconsider the bylaw. It is really at the board's discretion whether it wishes to move forward at this point or to hold another public hearing. I'm merely giving you, uh, from my perspective, what the technical view could be if this was to be challenged. Was there new information received by the board following the conclusion of the public hearing? That would be for a judge to determine based on evidence, etc., etc. It is an unusual situation. Chief Administrative Officer David Leach added, My personal opinion is, is it challengeable? Yes. Uh, is it likely? No. Campbell River Director Claire Moglov agreed. I think the likelihood of a challenge is probably quite low. So even though I didn't get, don't get a vote on this, I would encourage the electoral area directors to move forward on this and get it done. Mayor Andy Adams of Campbell River felt that it was necessary to give a recap. I agree that the public hearing has already been held. The application is in compliance with the personal community plan. Uh, Director Abrams, who voted against this in favor of moving ahead with an environmental assessment is now brought back for reconsideration. I think we should just move forward with this. Otherwise, we will be looking at a very lengthy undue delay, which may take away from a construction season that uh, would be highly unfortunate and not conducive to what we are trying to do at the SRD, and that is to approve and be consistent with applications that are consistent with the OCP. Mr. Yates has already told us that we have the option to call for another public hearing. We would also have the option to waive a public hearing. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tom but those are both political, political decisions to be made by directors by vote. Secondly, I would like to hear Director Anderson number the, in bullet form, the new information that we have received. What is new that we received since public hearing? If we have not received any new information, it's, it's ludicrous for us to say, that we have to go back to public hearing because we received new information when nobody can give us any new information right now or lay out any new information for me to look at. I am going based on what we already received prior to the pu public hearing. Chair Brad Unger called the vote. Question? Anyone opposed? Lee. Thank you. There you go, Mr. Turkstra. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.